Good morning, Mo. How are you doing? I'm okay, and how are you? I am very well, and of course, to Pearl and to Owen. Good Hi, morning, Doc. family. Good morning. Lovely to hear from you guys. Yes, as always. I mean, Doc, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Hey, these boundaries that we need to have or that exist in our relationships with baby mamas and baby daddies, what are these boundaries? Where do they come from? How do we even set them up? <laughs> yeah, I know. The way you put it, it's like it's poking a couple of people in the eyes. So today we are, we are talking about those conversations that enable us to have an effective co-parenting relationship ne? Mm. versus those that, keep, the, those that keep us emotionally entangled as ex-lovers. Simple things like the fact that uh, you and Pal, Pal wants to know if ever you've moved on, who's the new woman in your life, who's going to parent her child, if you are losing a job. I mean, right now we know that COVID-19 has affected our economy and people's prospects to get um, salary increases to be employed because there's retrenchment. So your financial situation becomes Pal's business, as well as if you are expecting another child. Now, all of those conversations, we can make an argument on any given day that they are about the best interests of the child. However, we also know that it's quite possible it's about you keeping tabs on the other one as as ex-lovers about how they are moving in their life, how they are moving on in their life, and how you feel about them moving in their life. And the fact that when those information, that information is not given to you, you might feel entitled to make sure you make the issues that are about the baby, you make them about you as if you, you remain in te- uh, entitled to certain aspects of your ex's uh, lives. So we want to talk about those, especially as far as they impede your ability to, to co-parent effectively. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, a couple of things are at play here. There's a child, there's absolutely no question, but then there are also these feelings that you're alluded to um, based on whatever the nature of our relationship was. I mean, how did these impact on this this co-parenting situation? Uh, and how do we make sure that even though you may still have feelings for this person, either of love or, or, or hate or whatever mm. the, the, the emotion <laughs> is, right? Because it's not yes. always love. How do we make sure that that doesn't affect, you know, the child and the way the child is raised? Um, you would have to be honest in the first place that you have those feelings. That always feeling like you are not coming to the party. It's like you've abandoned her, but you've also abandoned the baby. So any experiences that she must have about your relationship are actually also contaminating the way she sees your relationship with the child. Mm. So those things, that's where we begin. But that means that Pearl hasn't healed, but also you as a, as a co-parent haven't necessarily matured because you keep engaging in ways that end up impacting the emotional and mental health of your child. So we're looking at both sides in terms of how you've grown from being ex-lovers to being co-parents and how you've controlled and managed your emotions, particularly in terms of healing. And then when you are triggered, how you do that self-management and self-correction in the best interest of the child without letting your own egos and your own issues contaminate the dynamics of how you are Mm co-parenting. I love the fact that you fuse the two where the conversations shouldn't just strictly be about the child, but also looking into those emotional aspects, Doc. Now, one of the other things is my relationship status so is it important for baby mama baby daddy to to tell you share with you disclose who they're dating or who they're who their husbands and wives are or who they're engaged to etc is that important 
Um, let's let's use me, you and me, right? Mm. If I now go and date somebody who is a pedophile, or I keep changing partners every mm. six months, mm. would you more want to know that the person that I was sleeping with and exposing our child to a couple of weeks ago, I've now moved on to Owen, and Owen has got multiple girlfriends, and now I am introducing our child to Owen. Would you want to know that? And if your answer is yes, automatically that indicates to you that as I move on with other relationships and as you move on into other relationships, we actually need to keep each other abreast about development in our lives. Just like if I'm going to get married mm-hmm. and yeah. you want to check that whoever it is that I'm marrying is actually the right person who's going to parent your child. Mm-hmm. Not that you should actually have control over it, but just to mm-hmm. simply be involved in terms of how that person is going to have the interest of the child um, on your behalf because they're basically going to be a step-parent to your mm-hmm. Child. Yeah, I, if you yeah. look at it from that perspective, you need to know. I mean, th- there's got to be judgment here, Doc, because you know, if I'm one of those guys who you know hops from one person to the next every six months, surely my ex can can basically you know judge me and say, "Hey, we're not upi every week or, or confused And you might find that sometimes it's not to say I'm, I'm looking to settle down with anybody. Maybe I'm just choosing to freestyle this thing. You know, I don't want to. I don't want anything. So, so how do we? Because I'm I'm assuming that will contribute to the tensions. But how do we make sure that there's some sort of understanding or clarity? How far do we take these conversations? Should I be telling my baby mama that, no, hang on, I'm just in jail. I'm, I'm just fooling around, okay? My own business. How do we navigate so, that? So the, the bottom line is about what is in the best interest of the child. Remember that we are actually having this conversation because we are co-parents. Mm. If we were not co-parents, I wouldn't care who you're sleeping with and who you're hopping into bed with. But in as far as it, it depends, I, because maybe I am hurt, I have moved on, or because of I don't necessarily approve of your lifestyle, might make the best interest of the child about me. Mm. Now, the key thing is that that conversation needs to happen between the dynamics between us. And sometimes we might get the lines blurred for us. Mm. And I would put it this way. If ever, you know, you know that the they are on Genapi, if something yes. that is being addressed <laughs> is actually <laughs> about your own ego, it's not about the child, then Ungenapi because it's none of your business. But if you can indicate that it's about the emotional, the mental, the financial, the psychological, uh, the educational um, impact or health of your child, then you can actually make that argument. Because unless it's affecting the child, then it's as simple as that. Mm. Um, but some of us, we are not even mature enough to recognize that when something that we are doing, which is about us and not about our ex, actually ends up ha- ha- harming the child. Um, a simple thing about the fact that you are now in a blended relationship with somebody. You are in a family in a blended context. And when you are taking uh, our child to go and visit people over the weekend, they are exposed to somebody who's harmful, somebody who's rejecting them, somebody who's abusive towards them. And you are in denial about the fact that this new blended family of yours is not necessarily in the best interest of the child. And the child goes and tells your ex, and you end up thinking, no, you don't want me to move on. But you've missed the fact that even though it's affecting the child and you need to pay attention. So constantly you have to negotiate it and deal on a case-by-case, issue-by-issue incident, right. and not, not take everything personally, particularly from your own ego, and rather look at what is in the best interest of the child. All right, beautifully set up by Dr. Tabiso Matenji, our discussion for today, setting those boundaries with baby mama and baby daddy, why this is important, how you navigate um, this kind of scenario, and what you need to take into account. What sort of conversations do you need to have?
and the primary here is to keep your eye on the ball, which is the child and your co-parenting this child. So if you have any comments, questions, experiences you want to share with us in this regard, 089-110-3377, you can call us. If you'd like to send us a voice note, 071-585-6157, or you can tweet us as well. We continue in a moment. Yeah, our daily dose of madness. Love the sports quiz. All right, it is seven minutes to nine. It is personal mastery with Dr. Tepiso Matenji. By the way, she is active on social media, so you can find her on Twitter at T Matent, M A T E N T on Twitter. Follow her. You can quiz her about anything. She's um, happy to engage. And uh, today we are looking at this reality of setting these boundaries with baby mama and baby daddy and trying to understand the nature of your relationship, trying to make sense of how to conduct yourself in the best interest of the child and how you guys should communicate, which is, I think, very, very important. Doc, um, I don't know if it makes a difference if I have multiple baby mamas or baby daddies, mm. three, four, two, whatever. Does it matter? Does my game plan change or do we still use the approach that we discussed before we took the break? Okay, Doc uh, isn't quite there yet. We'll try and get her back. Uh, but it is um, a real thing. And I, I yeah. just wonder. Because you know what? It can be quite a, a headache if you are at war mm-hmm. with all your baby mamas or baby daddies. Absolutely. Right? It can make the co-parenting situation mighty stressful. I, I I can imagine. You know, I've been I've been quiet. Um, you know, deliberately just listening and taking it in because I'm obviously you know uh, not a mother yet, and I don't know what the future holds. And hopefully, I'll remember this conversation and and be able to act with maturity at all times, keeping in mind that you know the child's interests mm. are always first. They should always come first. Mm. Um, but I've seen situations where you know baby mamas and and baby daddies um they break up and then. They start getting into sexual relations, not really a relationship, a sexual relationship. And then when they find other people, there's jealousy involved and mm, all mm. sorts of unnecessary uh, drama and unnecessary tension. It's, yeah. Yeah. Complex the relationships, lines. yeah. All right. Um, we've got a, a couple of comments coming in here. So we'll read some of those, um, both on Twitter and um, on our WhatsApp line. Doctor, we've got a, a, a tweet here. Mm. This one is from Papo... Uh, underscore Mukwena saying this conversation is hard to some exes I once asked my ex that I would like to meet up with her boyfriend since now she has introduced her to him all I need was all I needed was to know the guy my child is around but I was told it's not necessary when um, he or she tells you it is not necessary to meet their current partner with the understanding that you know your child will be exposed to them what is your response to that well, Papo, that's a difficult one because of, I'm gonna I'm gonna infer things that I have no business inferring because I don't know your ex. But basically, if your ex feels that you knowing who she is dating and that you having an opinion about who is dating might mean that she's losing a level of power and control and independence away from you, or that she might be measured and found and be found that you do not necessarily approve or you do not think that she's actually dated up, she's in fact dated down. That is an issue about her own level of maturity and having moved away from you. But that is a reality. You must understand, Papa, that if you're going to tell your ex that you've moved on, and in terms of degrees, it 
looks like that person has dated down. Ego comes into play. They're not necessarily going to want to expose the fact that they are now no longer in a good position. And most of us, when we feel we've, up, we've upgraded in our status, we want to share off, we want to be proud of the fact that, yeah, you can know who I'm with, but if I have something to hide or I haven't matured <laughs> and moved on, you can see my ego stepping in. But remember, I'm inferring, Papa, I don't know your ex. So take what I'm saying out there within that context as well. But then for you as well, understand as well that you do not necessarily want to be introduced to somebody when somebody is not ready to introduce to them. And therefore, by default, then they are not also re- uh, ready to introduce uh, your child to that person. And from that perspective, let's have a conversation about when we as ex-lovers who are now co-parents, when do we know when it's time to introduce our child to our new partner? And if that is the case, we must first introduce the adults and have that conversation. But that can only happen if you and the ex are actually having a healthy relationship. Because some of us, if there's still a toxicity, it's better not to have that introduction happen because then it might just contaminate the relationship. Okay, we got a, a message here on our WhatsApp line. The text goes like so. I don't know what co-parenting is because the guy is not coming to the party. He's so absent. All he does is just transactions and maintenance. During COVID-19, didn't get a cent, and I'm expected to understand he can F off in click. That is a text coming through on our WhatsApp line. There are also those very important obligations, Doc. Yeah. How do we make sure that parties are playing their part look uh, i get we've got what is called the law where you can go to family court or you can have a doc uh, final words in 30 seconds to those who are living this experience of co-parenting so- doc it is always a pleasure having you on and we appreciate uh, the insight that you give and the words that of wisdom that you always dish out on a weekly thanks for your time and we will be in touch again next week Thank you and good good afternoon or good morning and good day. <laughs> it's all of the above, Doc. It is all of the above. Dr. Tsepi Somatenchi, Life Coach, Personal Change Catalyst on another great session this morning. We hope it was useful for you, if anything, nudging you in the right direction. Okay, we're done. It is 9 o'clock. Thank you very much for tuning into the Morning Flavor. It's been a very productive Monday. We appreciate you. Have a great day. Uh, keep an eye on things um, in the news, on social media, even on WhatsApp. And uh, keep yourself informed on what is happening throughout the day. From us, it's a good morning, good day, and good vibes. Khupedi Ilokwe is on standby with news and the bridge from here on. In our top story is at 9.